All right, everybody, welcome to the first episode of my podcast, and um, I don't have a name for it yet. This is solely for the project, so uh, you get to look forward to that, Miss Holly. Um, so basically, we're gonna I'm going to be going in-depth on aerobic exercise and the benefits that it has for college students, and uh, to kind of help facilitate the conversation, I brought my roommate, Joseph Kelly. So go ahead Hey, and say how's hi. it going? I'm Joseph Kelly, um, JP's roommate. Um, he's a, he's a, also a pre-med major and he's a, he's a pretty big mountain biker and pretty dang good skater if I do so <laughs> myself. Um, yeah. but he can definitely offer some insight on exercise and kind of its mm-hmm. benefits and just, you know, some personal experience with this topic. So, um, moving into the introduction, uh, just as a whole, I think there's an expectation, especially among people that are that are involved in working and mm-hmm. students that they they're expected to perform mentally. And, uh, I think aerobic exercise, which is mm-hmm. defined as physical activity, which increases the heart rate and the body's use of oxygen, which is typically like running, swimming, mm-hmm. or any kind of cardiovascular exercise. It's, it's known to improve their mental performance, but they just need to know how and why they need to implement it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not enough to say that, it's good and it improves it. Why does it improve it? How does it improve it? Mm. And uh, just as a whole, we're going to look at how it's a holistic and extremely beneficial thing for both college students and working people. So um, kind of just some starting points here on, on the, on the why, because I think that's what we need to emphasize here. So college students on average are getting less physical activity now and spending more time sedentary than ever before. Yeah, um, I can feel that now. <laughs> yeah, sitting in a chair all day it really does it starts stacking up a little bit. Seriously, and and you you feel it physically, but you also feel this mental like drag, mm-hmm. and it's like you can't. It, it's hard to overcome that. Uh, just that like crappy feeling. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure this is like a universally understood concept, but both anxiety and depression are on the rise and in, in, in every metric. I mean, it's not just college students and working age people. I mean, every single demographic we've seen a, a large spike in stress that leads to anxiety, which in turn causes depression. Um, so we really, this is, this is a key problem and it's something that matters to kind of anyone who who's trying to perform. Uh, so, kind of just some stated benefits of aerobic exercise that I found in my research was that it improved the mental health uh, immediately of a lot of the test groups because it had, um, it had very good like body image uh, effects on like the people. So like you have these groups of of college age kids who they might not have been out of shape, but they weren't in great shape, you know? And so they'd get on a program and then they'd be like, oh my gosh, like I have muscles or like mm-hmm. I'm not fat anymore, <laughs> yeah. which that, that's extreme. But, you know, they started to notice changes and they have these like body image shifts. Um, yeah, it becomes a, a driving factor in their uh, motivation. For sure. Yeah, plays a, plays a big role in like keeping them going for yeah. sure. Uh, and then another thing that a study I read found was that it actually boosted the amount of restful sleep, mm-hmm. which makes a ton of sense because you're exerting yourself. You're not just sitting around all day and then expecting your body to just hit the off switch. Definitely. You're probably caffeinating as well, which I'm very guilty of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joseph can attest. It, it runs through. Yeah. Yeah. Three monsters a day. 
Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway. Oh, what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, we all know we need sleep to perform. Sleep is the best performance-enhancing drug, and exercise helps you exert yourself to get that restful, mm-hmm. that deep, you know, uh, enriching sleep that you need at night. And there, there are other studies that show, like, you know, you have, if you, if you end a day with uh, exercise or if you've had exercise that day, it kind of marks your, marks your body for like, like, um, you know, going to sleep, you know, like going, mm-hmm. like getting, getting that circadian rhythm, like all worked right. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So neurological evidence is definitely, definitely on side there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess a good question would be like, from the neurological perspective, do you view exercise as something that, Something that we need, or just something that's beneficial. Honestly, our our bodies have been used um, higher, and you know, two hundred years ago, you know, we were u- using our bodies way more, you know, to mm-hmm. walk to walk to places, you know, walk yeah. across the street. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like it is today. Like our bodies are not being used for what they have been for the past, you know, long term, uh, you know, for the the past of humanity. Yeah. Um, so it, it, our lives now are way different than they should have been way back when. Mm-hmm. And so nowadays, you know, our, our bodies are, are adjusting to that and they do need that, that anaerobic exercise, that exercise to like really kind of go back to your roots, I guess, and, mm-hmm. and release those endorphins that um, actually like, like propel your body to continue that growth, continue that like, um, you know, stimulant to yeah. keep you going. Well, it's kind of like you can't have the low when you sleep if you don't have the high. It's like you, have, right, you constantly yeah. ride this like kind of low, low frequency yeah, wave. Yeah, it's that endorphin release. It's mm-hmm. really, it really is a lot about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, kind of riding that, riding that high. If you, if you kind of, you know, don't dip down, then you can't mm-hmm. make good sleep. And right. I mean, I can attest to that. I mean, I feel like my circadian rhythm has definitely changed coming in as a freshman. Um, yeah. Well, just in college, it's just like you're you're a college student, you're invincible. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter, it, right? And then you're expected to produce this like super high quality work mm-hmm. on like the bare minimum. Pretty yes, much. exactly. Uh, yeah. So, and then going into kind of a, the next point I want to make about the why is it actually encourages focus, uh, and this is mm-hmm. kind of a side effect of the sleep. And like we said, you want to produce this high quality, high quality work, and uh, you don't have the sleep to do it. Uh, if you're not exercising. And so if you're able to, to get that rhythm back and you can really get back into folk, like true focus, because there was a, uh, a study, which I'll get into more later, but the, the kind of the conclusion of it was that these, these people that were exercising had way better focus in mm. these like focus tests where they would like have to look at something for a certain amount of time and like pay attention and like soak up every detail and then they were tested on like could they remember a certain detail about yeah. something um, and they were just way more focused individuals which i think is something that we certainly struggle with in college because we're just like bombarded with information yeah. all the time and so sedimentary like right. non-accelerated heart rate heart rate does not help yeah you know kind of that that locking in almost yeah exactly right. yeah um and then you know, of course, it's going to help your work. It's going to encourage you to focus more. But also, I feel like this is a prerequisite for anything that's going to be implemented with college or even people on a short time budget is it's got to be cost effective. Mm. It's got to be cost effective and time, time, uh, time efficient. Time efficient. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I, I, you know, going to the gym is fine, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is a it is a 
commitment, you know, mm-hmm. um, if it was built into the day, it would be different, but mm-hmm. it, some people, it's a choice, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to get out and get that done and build that into the schedule of, you know, four or five, six classes, you know? Yeah. Well, and I feel like, especially cautionists that work, um, cause they're, they're adding that into, uh, probably not as busy, but busier schedule yes. it, without the work. And I'm saying, so you add in a job with that mm-hmm. and the, I mean, they're, like really crunching those hours trying to get exercise. And um, I think you have to, you have to really stress um, kind of high intensity, like low interval mm-hmm. exercise, which is somewhat effective. But one, one metric that a lot of these studies measured was with aerobic exercise, you're running for 30 minutes, you know, yeah. so you're at like medium intensity, but mm-hmm. yeah, over, over a long, long, over a long period. Yeah. And so it's like, how, how do you find that, you know, perfect balance of yes, like definitely. people that don't have time, but you need this like medium intensity, long duration workout to really get your brain working right. Absolutely. And it's like those people that need it the most are the ones that don't have the time to do it. So it, it, it's a, it's a conundrum in that sense of like the group that we're trying to help the most doesn't have the time to implement our solution. So it's like, we, we have to kind of start from square one, mm-hmm. which, um, it's not hard. It's not hard to do, but it certainly takes thought and it takes intentionality in terms of the research and right. and and what plans work. Yeah. I think that's a that's another thing we don't talk about enough. Is it's like just get in the gym. You yeah, know, just get in the gym and, and go. And we don't have like a set like you, you're going to want to start with you know your basic cardiovascular warm up mm-hmm. and then work up to maybe some more anaerobic yeah. weights and stuff like that yeah. just to get you know muscle strength and retain some of your your other areas, but also keep up your cardiovascular system, which is most tied with that, you know, good mental health, boosting sleep and uh, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Any, any thoughts on like the plans and stuff? Is there anything you've had that worked particularly well? Yeah. I mean, um, running in the mornings definitely helps a lot. It's, you know, not fully high intensive, you know, Mm -hmm. sprinting, things like that. That's a lot of work, a lot of strain on your body, but like, you know, longevity, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can keep your, keep your cardiovascular system up. And I mean, you know, there's, I'm sure you've got studies, but, uh, you know, there's other studies that show, um, that, you know, vascular systems increase when you, uh, when you work, um, and that helps with, uh, with brain function and with, uh, with, uh, you know, studies of, of, of just productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's, it is definitely a challenge, but it's one that I think should be implemented, mm-hmm. um, more heavily. Yeah. So, um, we, we can agree that it needs to be implemented and I think we can make a case that it, it's almost mandatory that it be implemented, especially with the demographics on yeah. stress and anxiety. Um, but I think a, a pretty solid counter argument I came up against in every single study was, is this truly the best alternative to medication? And uh, yeah. I think that's a question that has to be asked kind of when you have any prescriptive remedy, is it, is, you know, is this kind of like, uh, how do I say it? Are you being like kind of voodoo medicine, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no. is, is it just like a quick fix that doesn't actually truly help you? Yeah, no, um, and so when we look at, especially with that focus element, we look at disorders like ADHD mm-hmm. and um, I, there was actually a part of that study that, that dealt with uh, students that had ADHD and they yeah. found much better results in terms of like classroom concentration, but also that 
that stress and anxiety that causes that like you know flightiness almost um and i think in in friends that i have that have had that particular disorder yeah. they that they like crave that, that ability to just be able to like sit in a class and like yeah. soak up the information it's definitely i don't know if you have have had um you know any any like close encounters with that but i i was diagnosed with add which is mm -hmm. uh, a little bit different but not quite on the like it's a, it's the same type of disorder mm -hmm. um it's attention deficit disorder not attention uh deficit hyperactive, hyperactive. disorder mm -hmm. but it's about the same thing um mine was specifically a hyperfocus which means that i hyperfocus on different things which is also in an adhd it's just a more specialized version um, I was medicated uh, in sixth grade to seventh grade, um, and I believe that might be one of the lowest points in my life because of the medication. Um, medication, like uh, I was not on Adderall, I was on a different, uh, more uh, like more specialized drug, but uh, I, def I definitely tried all of them. Um, Adderall and other things, uh, they were they were used to like like try and see if, if AD, this ADD was really effective, if, if I could like fix that with uh, medicine. And while it did give me more focus in the moment, it was, it was almost detrimental to my friendships and to my like mental health because the, the highs and lows of that medicine, um, like I would get so like ingrained into my work that I could not get up and eat like I did not want to well I did not want to move from my desk I would work so hard that I would get everything done months ahead of time but I would not get up and get up and work um work out or do anything mm -hmm. um and I would crash when that when that medicine comes off you mm -hmm. feel you have a very it's almost a depressive episode and oh, wow. it is it is arguably not worth the cost of it and that's why I eventually got off of it. Mm -hmm. Later on, I've, I've gone through testing and trials of ADD testing for aviation. And they found that that doesn't have an effect on my aviation, um, uh, I guess, career. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some there's a, a lot of that and uh, my kind of testimony with this. But, um, you know, medicine was was probably not the right move um, because it was it was not the right course of action in that, in my timeline, like mm -hmm. it, for kids that are, you know, sixth and seventh grade, they, that kind of withdrawal simple symptoms yeah. do not belong in, mm -hmm. in an educational system. Um, well, especially if you're not being told how to handle it. I think right. that's another thing is you have families that have not had experience with that before and yes. you're just putting the kids through it. And then and the parents are just like, why are you not like able to, to handle this? Like what's wrong? And, right. And the kids are just like, I just can't like, yeah. it's, it's the medicine. There's, there's nothing I can like personally do with this, Precisely. with the influence of this medication. And I feel like if there was maybe a regimen, like with using uh, anaerobic exercise as a, as a supplement to that, you know, really? like, okay. Like maybe even like, you know, in between classes, mm -hmm. if they were to build an extra time, um, to like, you know, just go take a jog. I, mm -hmm. I guarantee you from my own personal experience, that does work. Really? Um, I switched from what, after this, uh, happened, I actually, just because of other reasons, I switched to homeschool. And so I had more control over my own time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was doing dual enrollment classes. So I did sit in classrooms and everything. I had the same type of schedule, but I had more control over my free time in between classes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I would implement uh, a running or jogging uh, schedule with my dogs or where I'd get, get up and go play, um, you know, fetch with one, with one of my dogs or something uh, in between just so I could stimulate that, that, yeah. uh, that focus again. 
Absolutely. Um, so yes, yeah, I think that's that's super important. Did you notice when you started homeschooling and you weren't in necessarily, uh, this is kind of a, a typical observation, but you're not in a social environment. How did that help with the anxiety factor? Oh, it was, it was phenomenal. I highly recommend it um, for even people that don't have uh, ADD. It really wasn't because of my ADD. I actually did end up growing out of it, and now I don't uh, have the symptoms of it. Um, but... Um, now that now that I have started that I started that uh, lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to kind of um, I was I was able to change the uh, the way that I could think and mm-hmm. implement uh, different social structures outside of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have again I did have classes I did have actual classroom settings, um, but I was able to control that and actually implement a little bit of of, of exercise to increase that focus. Um, and again that medicine that medication it was not worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. It just wasn't worth the, the withdrawal symptoms um, yeah. that they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a three steps forward, two steps back kind of thing. Yeah, and, and I you know, suffered mentally too, and that, that just isn't worth the, the benefits of, of it. So Yeah, well, it's like you're, you're doing it to focus on school, so you don't feel bad that you did that in school, but then you're going to go through a depressive episode and feel bad anyway yeah, exactly. to do good on school. Yeah. And it's, it's like this, this circular motion exactly. of just bad things for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the best way I can put it is it's just this repetitive cycle of I don't want to do bad in school because I can't focus, right. and then I'm going to medicate and you know plug away at school and, right. and not have any other type of, like you said, you can't even go eat, which yeah, I, I just like, for me, that's so hard to visualize, but it, it, it is, a, it's a weird feeling. I mean, really it, it, it shouldn't happen. It's not natural. You know, um, my yeah. mom would literally like force me, she'd take away the computer, um, yeah. on the, the few days that I was on medication still in, in homeschool, she would take away my computer mm-hmm. and make me eat. And like, I eat the whole plate because I was still on medicine, so I was focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew at that point that that was not the right move. That yeah. was yeah, that was too far, and it was not um, it was not good for me. Um, mm-hmm. Since then, I have grown out of ADD. I don't have it anymore. I'm now eighteen, so my frontal lobe has has built the capacity for for what I'm doing. So I feel like um, you know the changes over time has definitely helped. But mm-hmm. um, supplementing that with um, with exercise with exercise has been mm-hmm an extremely helpful tool to utilize, um, among other, uh, focus te- tactics and techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, I've able to, to kind of learn to, to, um, to use it. That's awesome. Well, and I think this is, this is a great point to touch on. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to segue this into kind of our next, uh, grouping here, um, which is about the actual studies mm-hmm. that, that I looked into. And, um, Obviously, we, we talked about focus earlier, and I didn't really want to get too far into the, the study because I want to get into it now. And it was the study that was conducted in China where mm-hmm. there was a group of college-age students, like 19 to 21-year-olds, yeah. um, that, they, that they had. And uh, ethically, it was a little <laughs> uh, questionable. I don't know if they well, could do that here, but if <laughs> yeah, it was China. If it was in China, yeah. they have different ethical laws. And so they would have a group of maybe 30 they would split it into two groups of 30 and the first group would do this like Zumba regimen. And it was like, okay. And they would have it with like a beat and they would have like exercise to a rhythm. Yeah. And so you're getting that aerobic component in addition to this like rhythmic, like boom, boom, boom. Like the movements have like an intentionality to them, Mm -hmm. to that rhythm. 
and then they had a group of students that they just like for 30 minutes just let them like free form just do whatever the heck you want to do like yeah. you could look at your phone you could doodle draw well and i'm not dogging on drawing here but they just let their minds work free form. sure that's yeah the, that's the still point. sitting stationary exactly sitting yeah. station and mo that's the thing is they could have like gotten up and, and done something but they sat sedentary for 30 minutes and then during the time that that they had a break between set sedentary Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they brought them into like kind of this cognitive testing center and they would have them, like I said earlier, they would have them look at images and they would, you know, have them look at it for, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. And mm -hmm. then they would ask the people that exercised, you know, what, uh, what animal was in the top right corner? And they'd say like a blue bird with roughly feathers. Yeah. And then they would have the people that sat sedentary and they, they couldn't even remember like one thing about the picture. Like they seriously struggled mm -hmm. to identify like key characteristics. Wow. Like if there was a giant person in the middle, yeah. they couldn't even identify like if that person was a guy or a girl. Wow. Like, and they were looking dead at it for like almost yeah. a minute. And it's like, wow, like that, I, I mean, there's no, there wasn't any like hard, like chemical release study on that, but just from a practical and like a useful perspective, it's like, wow, there was a whole study group that performed, I think it was like in the 90th percentile better yeah. than the other group, which I would that's, say is a pretty definitive. It's stark. Yeah, it's yeah. a stark difference. I mean, it was a sharp curve, and I was like, wow. And and then to build on that, there was this other Chinese study I looked at, and it was a similar, like, they took these guys, I don't think they did like a Zumba, like a rhythmic, they just had them like run for 30 minutes and uh, then come back, and they had a group of kids that they just told to like sit and just chill for 30 minutes. Uh, and then they looked at creativity. They actually mm. put like groupings of things together yeah. and they told these students, they're like, what, um, what are some like binding characteristics about these things? And these students can come up with these really creative, like insightful ways to bind these objects together. Yeah. Um, and it was actually also, and they found that the kids that had exercised right. were more positive. Like the, the groupings were higher. like based on positive like aspects versus negative. So the group that had sat was actually like binding together through negative things. Yeah. It was like, these are things that could hurt you. Like mm -hmm. three, like a scorpion, a knife and a, and a gun. I'm, I'm, you know, pair, I'm uh, substituting in examples here. Uh, but they'd be like, those are things that can hurt you. Whereas like the kids at exercise would be like, those are all, uh, are, they're all weaponry, but I don't view it as something that could hurt me. You know, yeah. like I'm just objectively identifying it. And it, Interesting. it was yeah. this really stark contrast between like, I view this as an immediate like threat to oh. myself and this is a negative. And wow. then like, and it was a positive and it was like, like a part like an objective. Like, yeah. Just looking at it holistically. Exactly. And I was like, wow, like this is definitely something that I think we, we need to know more about because that, that negative response, I feel like kind of shapes that whole depression metric because yeah, I feel like kids it's that are sitting around sitting and yeah. Classroom setting. Yeah. And I mean, you think about it, you sit around and then you get a tweet that's like somewhat negative about yourself. And it's like, I view it as something immediately harmful. Yeah. Like something that is physically detrimental yeah. to me. And it's Definitely. just literally somebody saying something on yeah, a social media on platform. Social media. And it's like, then students get really drastic about things. And mm -hmm. that's, that's where you get into the, I mean, you get into the school shooter metric, you get into, you know, self-harm metrics. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's not me still rising. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and they're not going down and it's like, we can put as many programs as we want to, to educate, but it's like, what are we going to do? What are yeah. we going to actually what's, do? What's, uh, what's the practical? Yeah, exactly. Use? Yeah.
And to segue that, there was a separate study in Norway that was actually done because they're up near the poles yeah. and they don't get very much light oh, uh, true. during the year. And so they actually deal with seasonal depression mm. just as a fact of life. I wow. mean, that, that deprivation of light yeah. is something that we can definitively say is tied into anxiety and depression to begin with. And so what, what do they do? Mm. You know, they, they implemented these indoor workout regimens. Yeah. And that's yeah. the reason I really looked at that study because it's something they've been doing for a while. Um, kind of before we were testing the whole, you know, light and depression, um, kind of com comparison and the linkage between the two. And they had been, cause it was something they just did. It's like, yeah. well, I can't, I can't see when I go outside to go work out. So I'm just going to work out indoors, you know, and just, it, it makes me feel good. So I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and then they actually studied the, the chemical releases and they were getting like similar dopamine and like, uh, kind of euphoric chemicals in their brain to help yeah. promote positive mental health, uh, as people who had been exposed to light for the whole day they were seeing like similar levels just because they exercised. Oh, and I, I thought that was awesome because that proves the other side of the argument from like, you know, here's all this really bad stuff associated with, with depression and stuff like that. And here's people that literally have like a, a uh, environmental condition, which promotes that chemical state. And they have this physical counterbalance that yeah. they've been doing for, for I think centuries now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, you know, moving on to, to what kind of exercise is best. Cause we keep saying exercise and I've said Zumba earlier, I've said running. Um, and it really, it doesn't matter as long as you're promoting that, that movement above, of the heart, you know, you want to get that blood pumping, you want to get, you know, endorphins released, endorphins released, get that mental state going. And it was best found at medium intensity over long periods of time, as we discussed earlier, but honestly, there were some anaerobic, um, things like weightlifting, yeah. um, and like kind of, uh, I want to say it was weightlifting, powerlifting, uh, and there was there was one more metric, but they found that they all the the commonality between all these anaerobic versus running, you know, like Zumba, kickboxing, whatever, uh, was that they they promoted a different type of endorphin release than mm. than the than the mental ones because they that those are the ones they saw the most like uh, re reduction in actual depression levels because these people were actually like building their bodies yeah. and they felt like their body image was improving so much that they were kind of just counterbalancing and regulating the negatives. They right. weren't directly fighting it through, through running and releasing the endorphins. Mm. They were just building their body to the point to where they didn't even feel like, with it. Yeah. yeah, it was just a regulatory mechanism to keep them from, like I don't even I don't even need to be depressed because what do I have to be depressed about? Like I, I feel great, my body looks great. Yeah. Um, it works with it and implements it and into their mental system, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it acts as like a safeguard. I want to say from from yeah. those like thoughts creeping yeah. in, and that's what they found in a lot of the studies. And um, <laughs> this was a really funny metric. They actually found that the students that did this, because they most of the students that they had in the study suffered from social anxiety, yeah. actually. And that's what they were measuring because they were improving their bodies and yeah. they felt less anxious in social situations. Mm -hmm. They found that they actually performed around 50% better than their peers when conversing 50%. with the opposite sex. Whoa. Yeah. So, that's crazy. Like, because they had the students perform physical exercise with members of the opposite sex that they, like, just social anxiety could not speak to. Like, absolutely could not. Wow. And they were performing better than their peers, which had been around members of the opposite sex for, uh, you know, 20 years of their life. And so I, I found that was a really interesting uh, 
Study for fun. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. we've confirmed how you can now talk. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> we I have cracked groundbreaking the, news, I guys. Cracked the code. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, kind of to start to kind of wrap this up, how how would you implement this in college? It should be hard. Um, I'm not sure if if we would. What do you mean implement it in like as a college level side? Like. I'm saying at the broad level, not mandatory, but get it more widespread. More widespread, more yeah. available. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do like how how our University of Sanford uses like our you know physical exercise class that you you, you can take mm-hmm. you know as an elective. Yeah. Um, I do like that they do that, but mm-hmm. you know as as a center that you know has um, you know some some level of of you know accessibility. Pete Hanna does does a good job, but we could maybe present like maybe not mandatory, but like you know, ten hours like convo credits maybe, uh, mm-hmm. where people need to go in and, and check the check out like you know, mm-hmm. just thirty minutes at a time or like every every semester. I mean, just a very very light level of mm-hmm. of you know exercise just to get people kind of exposed to that. Oh maybe yeah. at, at the beginning or maybe even just just more emails about it, more emails about get physical exercise, you know, yeah. keep yourself healthy. Keep that awareness up. Keep the awareness. Yeah. I, I say, keep the, keep the awareness up, keep the opportunities up. Um, and I think if we, if we incentivize it, cause I think Sam's done a great job of getting kids to go to convocation through right. the convocation credits. Definitely. So if we could do something similar with exercise where it's not mandatory, but it's highly incentivized. Highly, yeah. Incentivized. Yeah. Maybe use somewhere else. It would be really helpful. Absolutely. Well, I think now that we've kind of set up the next step, I, I think we can really maybe delve into this deeper later. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. Just to kind of tie this off, uh, it's, it's been awesome talking with you, man. I think we've really gotten some good conversational yeah. points Absolutely. on this. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been sweet. Yeah. Thank you all for listening.